0: hey it's johnny and this is my 39 travel questions and today we have dan nannan who is a famous comedian that president obama even said you're and hilarious dan
1: thank <laughs> well, you for I get, joining. i can't be that famous otherwise everyone would have heard of me and if i really were famous i don't know if i'd be on this uh no i'm just kidding oh, dude <laughs> <laughs> somewhat well, famous it's on my business card. Okay, it makes good. People laugh. <laughs> I hope you're not throwing me some shade. <laughs> no, you're my favorite, man. So I love your tips and your, po- I love hearing you on uh, Leo. It's awesome. Well, thank you. So, Dan, where did you grow up? I was born in Bloomington, Indiana, but grew up mostly in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. Moved to California, uh, Southern, then to Northern, and then to New York, New York, which is where I am now. New York, so did you go to college? I did, I went to University of Maryland, majored in business and spent three semesters co-opting for IBM, which helped me pay my way through college because I had to pay for it myself. So how'd you get started as a comedian? I mean, that's your full-time job. I mean, that's, that's it what it is. It is and it's a great job. I was a, a demo engineer with Intel and my job was to travel with the senior executives and the CEO chairman all over the world, do technical demonstrations on stage. Uh, I was great at designing the computers in the lab. The tough part though, was speaking on stage in front of thousands of people, sometimes millions on TV. And I thought I gotta do something to get over this fear of public speaking. Took a comedy class and that changed my life. Did it? So just that one comedy class got, got your fear over. Yeah, well, it, it was interesting because of the, I got the videotape of our final exam, if you will, which is a performance at a club. I showed that to my coworkers at Intel. They asked me to perform at the team dinner after a convention in Vegas, 250 Intel employees. Someone came up and said, could you do this act for the annual sales conference? And that was for 2,500 people, my third show ever. Wow. And were you nervous? I was horribly nervous, but people came up afterwards and they said, now you're not really an Intel employee, you're a professional comedian and you were pretending you were an Intel employee. And I said, no, I'm really an Intel employee. And that's when I thought, you know, maybe I could do this for a living. Wow, that's, and
0: I mean, you performed for big time heads of states. And I mean, you traveled around the world. How
1: many countries do you think you've been to? Well, I know I've been to 60, I've performed in 28. And I've been to 60, and I, I knew you'd probably ask this question. This is my one of my proudest possessions, which is my passport, which has, like, stamps from visas from all over the world. And, you know, so, so 60 countries. And I don't count being at the airport. That does not count. Like, I've been to Cairo Airport. I was sitting there for two hours. I'm like, I've got to get to the city, but it's two hours just to get from the airport to the city, so I don't count Egypt, but I, I think you have to be in the country for a while to count the country. How about you? Uh, you know what? I'm actually about to
0: create a post on how many countries I've been to, and I'm going to do a easy country counter. And I'm actually not even sure, but I think according to the UN, around seventy something.
1: That's awesome. That's fantastic. Congratulations.
0: But um, you know, according to the you know the um, some of these clubs, the Centurion Club. You know, they count Hawaii, Puerto Rico. So I've been to over a hundred with their yeah, list. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think Hawaii is a different country <laughs> since nineteen forty-nine or fifty-nine, whatever it was. Uh,
0: correct. So, um, and by the way, do you do you know how many? I mean, actually, of course, you know how many continents you've been to. Have you been to all the all seven?
1: Well, I've been to every one except Antarctica, of course, okay. which uh, is tough to get to, as you know. Right. But I'm one not... day.
0: I've, I've never been myself so uh how are you doing by the i way, think quarantine i think the there? whole
1: human race will end up living on antarctica one day when when global warming gets so bad
0: <laughs> I, I hope not
1: <laughs> i know let's hope not
0: so how are you doing with quarantine
1: well um you know i'm surprisingly i i have not gained the quarantine 15 uh, like a lot of people eating exclusively at home haven't eaten out maybe more than once or twice and finding that um, you know, even when all of this is over, I don't think I'm gonna start you know, eating junk food when I'm at the car wash and getting a candy bar. I, I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. So it's been really a, a sort of a silver lining.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately our pantry's full with junk food. My wife keeps baking. Yesterday she made peanut butter and chocolate brownies. I'm like, are you kidding me? So if it wasn't for that, I would be really skinny. but I have lost weight because I'm not traveling so much and I'm not eating out. We have not eaten out. Uh, and normally we'd eat out, you know, multiple times a week.
1: Yeah. As you know, being on the road, it's the hardest to be disciplined when you're traveling. For sure. Now I I really do know
0: why those mashed potatoes taste so good when you eat out because they really (laughs) are full of butter. Like Anthony Bourdain said. Yep. Um, so anyway, so when do you think you will fly again and what will it take for you to get on a plane again?
1: Well, I'm, I'm in this, as you know, this private jet club, and I see the flights coming up every day, and, and it's a lot easier to get on something like that because there aren't many people at the, at the terminal, the FBO, they call it, and there's pretty much no one else on the plane or maybe a few people on the plane. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably go soon, but I'm going to wait until they lift the order. I don't want to be in violation of the state and the governor. I, I, I think I'm going to wait.
0: So can you tell us about this private jet club and how can i join because that sounds like i'm johnny jet i I should have my own jet
1: well we'll have to probably talk in private about it but it is a a lot of fun and it's not expensive as you think and i've done over a 100 flights and met some amazing people and um it's things have changed a bit to where it's a lot more expensive but it, it is it is a quite an experience and you meet some Amazing people. On I've home. seen
0: those pictures, including the one right behind
1: you. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, all right. So do you have any idea how many miles you've flown in your lifetime?
1: Or I'm a million miler with Delta. And I foolishly did not stick to one airline as I should have. Right. And so I would guess probably two or three million miles. How about, do you know?
0: Well, a million mile on American, I'm just shy of American mile on United, and I'm like halfway there on Delta. But I also dated a flight attendant
1: for four years. And so so those miles didn't count. 2.5 million miles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs)
0: Um, How about what's your earliest travel memory?
1: Let's see, when we were six, my parents decided to take us on a trip around the world, you know, when we could really enjoy it. When you're six years old and my sister was three, we first went to see our grandparents in India and Japan. And that was the objective of the trip. And I think that's my first travel memory, being in front of the Louvre, falling and hitting my teeth, and then having to go and get my teeth pulled out um, in in Paris. And I don't think they use any anesthetic. And so it was when I was six years old, a trip around the world. Damn. Well, I had a joke there, but I was not going to say it
0: um, because you're a comedian. Uh, What's your favorite American city?
1: Uh, I would say Honolulu for sure. And uh, New York, of course, is, I mean, to to live, I think, New York City, which is where I am. But to visit, I'd say Honolulu. And I, I think, I'd consider getting a second place there. It, it is, as you know, when you get off that plane and you that smell the flowers and and the rainbows and and the ohana, the you know the feeling of kindness, um, and everyone there looks like me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love Honolulu. <laughs> for them,
0: <laughs> I do miss it. Uh, favorite international city?
1: Oh, without doubt, Singapore. Um, I remember doing the show there. I've done about. 10 shows, been there about six times. I remember walking. I decided to walk back to my hotel, hour and a half, no homeless, no graffiti, no trash, no gum on the sidewalks. I didn't even see any police. Um, And it's the cleanest city, very organized, um, beautiful. And of course, I love the weather, 88 degrees and 80% humidity, 366 days a year. (laughs) I love it.
0: I, I love Singapore too. I really do. Yeah,
1: one, and you know, the airport's awesome as well.
0: It's the best in the world. Yeah. So where do you think the friendliest people in the world are?
1: Friendliest? Believe it or not, New York is very friendly. Now I have a friend who has been to every country in the world and he claims it's Tehran, Iran. And I, I would love to see that. I, I would say in the whole world, um, I think so far I'd say Honolulu.
0: I just had someone on the show recently, and they said Iran has a friendliest people as well. Yeah, I've got
1: to see it. I've I've got to go.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, How about the country with the meanest immigration officers?
1: Uh, Oh, without doubt, Canada. Um, (laughs) There's some sort of a hang up. You know, I don't know what it is, but maybe because Canadian artists were mistreated by our border services maybe way back in the day but when you're an artist uh they are are mean brutal uh i would say definitely canada
0: well honestly about 95 percent of the people i've interviewed have all said canada including myself and i'm married to a canadian really and i'm not an artist
1: that's that's pretty yeah that's well then if 95 percent tell you that then that must be there must be some truth to it yeah wow about which place do you have no desire to go to well, uh, I did stop. I was doing show in Australia and I stopped. I said, let me stop over in um, the in Brunei and I landed in Brunei. It was 2 a.m. and there was absolutely no taxis and there was no way to physically get to my hotel. And I'm like, what is this? This is a daily flight that lands at two in the morning. Why don't they have any way to get, you know, get, get around and I finally found a security guard who said he'd give me a ride so I gave him like 20 bucks but I I, I couldn't believe that that was like bizarre
0: so was anyone on the plane on the flight there were they just connecting or were they just were you the only one getting off the plane
1: no no there was a few people and we were just walking around and you know asking each other do you know how to get uh, down to the you know our our hotel I mean, people were just walking around with puzzled looks and. And I, I wasn't the only one by any means. It was, it was weird. So I would not want to go back to Brunei. Wow, that's weird.
0: I've never yeah. been to Brunei.
1: Um,
0: how about your favorite US airport?
1: Uh, okay, <laughs> you, you're gonna be shocked, but believe it or not, LaGuardia. And yeah. At- no one's ever said LaGuardia. No, you know why? Because I mean, you know, I'm in Manhattan in Midtown Chelsea. I can get to LaGuardia in 45 minutes on the subway because of that new Q70 bus. Um, And so it's literally 45 minutes. It's easy to get through security. Um, It's not a huge long walk to the gate like at JFK. Right. And, you know, I know both Trump and Biden have ripped on LaGuardia. And because of that, I think they've undertaken this multi-billion dollar renovation which is causing horrible traffic problems right which of course i don't deal with because i don't drive there but
0: so how do you get to LaGuardia from midtown
1: okay so you get on the um f train which takes you to roosevelt avenue jackson heights and there's a q70 express bus which is 10 minutes from from uh, Queens and they used to have the Q33 which would take forever because it would while and wend its way through these neighborhoods and take 40 minutes that's cut to 10 minutes so that plus 30 minutes on the train I, I can get there in 45 minutes it's amazing it's amazing
0: well, when I used to live on the Upper East Side of New York part-time, I would take the subway to 125th and then take the M60 bus. M60, right, right. And it was
1: great. And it was yeah, like oh, it's awesome.
0: 225, I think it was, the whole thing, the whole trip.
1: Mm-hmm. Now it's 275. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, they went the- up. And I love the lounges. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm probably the only one person who told you that, right? You are, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How about International Airport? I do like Singapore, as you mentioned. I I was really blown away by Nelsprout in South Africa, which is near Kruger Park. That is literally, it looks like a safari lodge. I've been there. You have, yeah, Yeah. so you know. Uh, Any of the smaller airports on the Hawaiian Islands, like Kauai or... Oh, and I I did a show in um, Thompson, Manitoba, and the airport there looks like a double-wide trailer. (laughs) amazing (laughs) well
0: i guess they're not going to have my next question your favorite airport lounge
1: Favorite. oh by far uh okay uh the business class lounge in doha qatar amazing amazing a lot of people say that yeah yeah, the game the game room now a lot of people don't know this but if you're stuck in doha airport for a few hours which i was on the way to thailand they have a full-on spa with this huge swimming pool that you can go hang out with. It, it's not part of the lounge, but it's in the airport. It's a separate entity, a separate. And payment. you pay for oh. that. Yeah. But yeah, I got a massage and I was in the pool. It was phenomenal. So yeah, Doha airport is great. And the lounge is awesome. Right. Uh, favorite aircraft type. Uh, it's this one behind me, the challenger 300. That's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful jet uh, for commercial. I, Again, I'm going to be against the plane. I love the A380. Um, It's like the new 747. It has the upstairs and some of them have bars. And I mean, I love the A380. Yep. Uh,
0: I just interviewed the points guy the other day. That was his plane as well.
1: You interviewed Brian? Uh,
0: So um, how about your favorite airplane seat of all time besides the challenger behind you?
1: I would say I was, I made a friend. I, I met a a guy from Qatar Airways at one of my shows and he handed me his card and said, if you ever need anything, let me know anything. And two days before I flew from Philadelphia, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Doha to Philadelphia from, I think it was Lebanon. I said, Hey, is there any way you could upgrade me to business class? And he did. And I had two flatbed seats next to each other. So I treated one as my bed and the other one as my office. (laughs) And (laughs) As you may know on Qatar, uh, it's a la carte in business. So you can order anything off the menu anytime you want. So I just got on, went to sleep, woke up, and I just went crazy and ordered and ordered and ordered from the menu. Uh,
0: I love Qatar Airways business That's class. Amazing. I yeah. mean, yeah. and their servers. I've been fortunate to fly them at least a dozen times. And, yeah, uh, they're
1: amazing. They're great.
0: I, I can't wait to, to go back.
1: Yeah, and right. they got a
0: good deal going right now too.
1: To Tehran. Let's go to Tehran. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you ever sat next to any famous celebrities?
1: I have. I sat next to uh, Ja Rule. And who, as you know, was, uh, had something to do with the uh, fire Festival. <laughs> uh, he, was, he wasn't particularly friendly. I okay. sat across the aisle from Henry Winkler. He's uh, friendly. Happy days, yeah, nicest guy. And, oh, I was on a, I was performing at an event at the Democratic Convention in Charlotte. I was so bummed because two rows behind me was Anderson Cooper and he was chatting up with whoever he was sitting next to and they became the best of friends. And I was so bummed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so bummed, but you know, I, I, I would say a lot of uh, people have gotten to sit next to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would,
0: I was going to say that.
1: I, I, I met a guy on the, I sat next to him. who Goes, Oh, I know you, I just saw your DVD and, and he's a director and we became great friends. So. <laughs> That's awesome my friend uh, said my, my buddy got who got me into delta said you got to do delta he sat next to eddie van halen and being a guitar player i would give him my right arm to sit next to. well all right maybe my right leg to sit next to eddie van halen I, and he didn't even talk to him can you believe that <laughs> oh
0: uh, speaking of drinking what's your drink of choice when you're flying
1: well i'm not a drinker so i like you know, i drink milk uh pretty much and water and when I'm traveling, like at a resort, I like to have a virgin pina colada. And I love those. They're, they're a little too sweet, but uh, Me too. I, don't, I don't drink alcohol. So mostly milk uh, or water.
0: <laughs> in Hawaii, I get the lava flow, the virgin lava flow.
1: Oh, no, what's in that?
0: It's just basically a pina colada, but they put like strawberry sauce in there. So it looks like a oh, looks oh, like right, a
1: right. molten okay, lava. I want to get one next time for sure. Uh,
0: what's your favorite restaurant in the world?
1: Um, I would, okay, there was a place in Marrakech, Morocco. Oh, I'm going to have to look up the name and send it to you. It might've been Dar Hoha or something like that, but we actually went twice. We were in Marra- Marrakech for three days and we went, or four days. It, we went twice. It was so amazing. Just chorus after chorus after chorus. Um, that That's my favorite.
0: Well, you know what? I'll email you after this. You can send it to me. I'm going to create a blog post on this.
1: So, okay.
0: so people, just please check out um, my website, johnnyjet.com, subscribe to this channel, also yes. like this video. And Dan, by the way, where can the people find you?
1: I'm at uh, comedian Dan on everything. ComedianDan.com is my website. Comedian Dan on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything. I'm comedian Dan. There you go. And what's the
0: uh, craziest thing you've ever eaten while you've been traveling? The craziest thing? I'm sorry? What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten?
1: uh let's see well i've eaten everything um what have i eaten uh I, I, nothing really sticks out like you know monkey brain or anything like that uh the
0: no street food go. in thailand so I'm like bugs yeah, no, i'll do
1: street food i i've heard street food is good I, i'm just trying to think of anything that sticks out um i mean i'll eat everything local uh
0: snake kangaroo
1: no i haven't done that i i'm, I'm trying to think. Uh. Wait, I, I just I just eat everything, so <laughs> but I haven't had monkey brains.
0: <laughs> all right, favorite hotel.
1: Okay, uh, all right. For my for work during a show, I stayed at the Oberoi in Gurgaon, uh, New Delhi, India, and it was amazing. You know, you get there and there's this this structure, and it, it totally reminded me of Fantasia when the hippos are dancing in that stadium. It's a beautiful hotel on these fountains and pools, but by and large, I'd say for pleasure, the um, Molokai Ranch, and that place was amazing, it is they have these, uh, what are called tentalos by the beach, which are, um, they're not really tents, but they're on a, on a concrete platform, and then you shower under the stars, and oh, that, that was amazing. Um, unfortunately, they've closed. And they're selling the land, I think, but because of COVID or no, no, no. This was years ago, and we went years ago, and they, I think they've been closed for a while now. Okay. What well, was so cool is that you've got the tentalo, right, and and it's sort of like roughing it, but it's really luxurious, right. And then you had the the regular the hotel up the road where it was more like a lobby and all that. So it, it was the best. I'd, I'd say Molokai Ranch was the greatest hotel i ever stayed at.
0: How about your favorite travel credit card?
1: Well, uh I would have to say the Amex card only because Amex Platinum or yeah I have the I have the platinum the reason I like the what I have come to learn through trial and error is that Amex is the absolute best at disputes and you know I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve as well and I'll tell you um if there's any issue whatsoever Amex will just right away just 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 you know cut the charge from your bill and dispute it. And they are awesome at that. And I, oh, oh, we stayed at this place in the Virgin Islands in, in BVI. And we had a problem where they said, oh, there's no seaweed, don't worry. And we get there and the whole beach is socked in with seaweed. And I paid for it with the Chase Sapphire Reserve and they would not dispute it for me they said well you stayed there you got the services so there's nothing we can do and it was so i was so furious and i realized why this place doesn't take the amex because they know that people will dispute it so oh i i, I don't have time to tell you about all the times i've disputed amex and gotten my money back uh so yeah i'm very loyal to the amex platinum
0: i've only disputed a charge once and it was last week and I use Chase Sapphire Reserve for my um, Air Canada flights. They will, they will not refund me for my oh. Toronto to New York flights. They canceled it. And they're saying, sorry, we'll only give you a voucher. So anyway, I called Chase Sapphire. They said they're going to dispute it. Right. But we'll see what happens when I get the final review. But I have a feeling it's not going to go through.
1: Oh, man. Well, uh, I mean, you'll fly Air Canada again. And, right? Or I'll buy the credit from you if, it, if it's transferable. <laughs>
0: yeah, I doubt it. How about your uh, favorite island?
1: Favorite island, I would say, I would say Kauai, I've been there a lot. And what I love about it is the rainbows and the nature. Uh, Maui is I think more like partying, right? And the the hip people go there. But Kauai is all about hiking and waking up early in nature and the canyon and the waterfalls. So I, I would say Kauai.
0: And how about favorite beach?
1: Let's see. Oh, okay. Once again, the favorite beaches also in Hawaii, it's called the Road to the Sea. It's not very well known. It's in the south of the Big Island and you drive down this dirt road. You essentially have to have a four-wheel drive and you get to this beautiful beach, it's black sand and it looks like you're on the moon, right? With these mountains or not mountains, but these, um, I guess, I don't know, lava structures around you and a black sand beach, beautiful. Then there's a green sand beach, one over from there. I would, I would have to say that's my favorite beach, and, and there's no one there. Also, poly holly on Kauai uh, or Barking Sands, five miles long, and, and practically nobody there. And the pool, the size of an Olympic swimming pool that's made because of the tides, that's also awesome.
0: You're all Hawaii, man. You, 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 I think it's time for you to move there.
1: Yeah, and, and then oh, also, the yeah, I, th- I think I might, and also the uh, Abaco, the Abaco Club at Winding Bay has one of the most beautiful beaches. And that was a tie-in with the Jet Club. And that was pretty beautiful as well.
0: Any travel movies uh, that's inspired you or any movies that inspired you to travel?
1: Well, you know, of course, everyone, when everyone saw Up in the Air, I got like 20, 30 people like calling and emailing, Dan, Dan, you gotta see this movie. That's you, that's totally you. Me too. uh, And also, what was uh, the one with um, Matt Damon and he's the uh, a born identity? Yeah,
0: I've never there's seen him.
1: See- yeah, there's a scene in there where he goes, see, he doesn't remember who he is. And there's a scene when he goes to the bank safe deposit box. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different passports and different names and all these foreign currencies and et cetera. And so I was really motivated by that to travel and I you know, get a bunch of foreign currencies and, and uh, some of them, which I still have. So I would say that was also great. Well, how about your uh, favorite travel TV shows? Um, unfortunately I don't watch television. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't really, uh, All
0: right. I, how about books?
1: What's that? How about a book? Favorite travel book? Trav- oh, I've read so many. Um, I, I enjoyed, uh, the four hour work week cause he talks a lot about traveling in there. And he says, he says, well, what you want to do is get paid in dollars and then spend your money in, uh, like rupees or a foreign currency so that, you know, you hire people to do stuff for you. And then you can then take that money, the dollars that you earn, and then, you know, use a foreign currencies and travel all over the world. And, and so that was very motivational to read The 4-Hour Workweek by, of course, uh, Tim Ferriss.
0: Well, that's, I'm gonna try and get him on this show then.
1: Oh, wow, that'd be, that'd be a cool, that'd be awesome.
0: How about, um, what's your worst travel moment?
1: Um worst travel moment. Besides the seaweed. Well, there there was the you know, the, the Brunei that I mentioned. I think there was one time when I actually went to the wrong airport that was here and I went to JFK when I should have been at LaGuardia. But having status with Delta, no big deal. I just, you know, got on the train. I, I think that time I took a shuttle. Uh, to the other airport and just took a later flight as you know with delta when right. you have status you're going to say all right i'd like to take a later flight today okay no problem mr ninen they're wonderful
0: that's good how about your most embarrassing travel moment
1: most embarrassing uh, if you have one I, I was in the uh i was in the um at that lounge in doha the business class lounge and going to take a shower and the guy was like was coming in with me and i thought is he gonna rub my back or something but fortunately he wasn't but i i sent that to my contact at at doha he said he laughed out loud reading that email and he sent it to all he uh, read it to all of his friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right what's your dream destination
1: well okay i have this crazy idea to retire either in singapore or hawaii or the canary islands here's the Have you been to the canary islands i've never been to the canary islands i haven't either and i'm looking at it i'm like first of all um there this there's this great site where you can compare costs of living all over the world and which one's that it, by the way Numbio. n-u-m-b-e-o it's like number except you replace the r with an o okay numbeo.com this is a great site and you can literally put in any city and compare the cost of living to any other city and the canary islands are the rent is maybe one fifth of what it costs in new york and buying a place is one fifth so you can get i mean I could sell my place here and get like this killer four bedroom three bath on the beach right in the canary islands and and you look at the canaries they're very similar to Hawaii you have a large number of microclimates including snow you've got sand dunes uh, you've got two big cities that are walkable uh, one of which has a, a train system um, check out the canary islands and the best part is there's no americans it's all europeans who vacation there and have second homes so i'm that's my dream destination big time there, i'm
0: gonna have,
1: have to put it on my bucket what's yours i'm curious what's that What's your dream destination? You've been there. Uh,
0: around the world trip with my family and just nice. hitting all the hot spots and showing them, nice. especially my kids. But
1: you must have the points.
0: I have the points. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just can't use them right now.
1: I know, but yeah, I'm sure you will.
0: All right, two questions left. What's okay. the most important thing that travel has taught you?
1: Never check a bag. Good, never check a bag because I almost missed a show once because I checked my bag and I never checked again and it is possible to travel without one and it's so much easier to get to the airport that way because you can use public transport and when you're in the city your destination you can walk around just with your bag and your and your backpack on top of the on top of the rollaway I would say Definitely, definitely uh, don't ever check a bag and you don't need that much stuff. And I happen to be with someone who also surprisingly has never checked a bag when we travel. And that is quite an accomplishment. Well,
0: I don't, tra- I don't check a bag when I travel by myself. But when I'm with my family, I bring a U-Haul truck.
1: Um, um, right. Well, you have kids, so you've got to bring the, you know, the, 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 seat, the car seat and, yeah, and the yeah. stroller. And yeah, I know yeah, my friends <laughs> with kids have to do the same thing
0: all right so that's actually a good travel tip but you have a better travel tip because my last question is what's your best travel trip best travel tip
1: best travel tip um a better one i would well i mean we i talked about this already is use the amex card whenever you can for anything where you might have to make a a dispute um i would also say oh um use your time wisely because when you are traveling, there's a lot of time where you'll be in between. Uh, you'll be on the bus or the train to the airport, or you'll be walking through the airport, or you'll be in the lounge. Use your time wisely. And I have a number of ways to do that. I have podcasts, uh, which are a great way. I've got a new podcast called Coffee, Table, I'm sorry, Coffee Break Spanish, which teaches you languages while you're walking. Uh, get books on tape. It's really important. Um, get ebooks to read on the plane because I don't really watch the movies. And I also have a fantastic voice dictation app where I can dictate into my phone a chapter of my book. And I've written most of my book this way. Dictate while I'm driving or waiting for a train or whatever. And then I get back to my computer and it transcribes what I wrote with extreme accuracy.
0: What's that called?
1: uh, Dragon Naturally Speaking. It's amazing. In fact, now I have it so I can be out walking through Manhattan and dictating um, with my headset into my phone. And then I push a button, it sends it to Dropbox. And by the time I get back to my computer back home, it's already transcribed and waiting for me on my desktop. It's amazing. So <laughs> use awesome. your time, I would say use your time wisely, educate yourself, read, um, you know, and cause life is short. And how about
0: um, my last, my real last question is again, how can people find you?
1: Comediandan.com, and Comedian Dan is see because people can't spell my last name N A I N A N for some reason, even though it's six characters. So everything is under Comedian Dan, under Instagram, under uh, Facebook, under the website. So I you mean, pronounce it
0: Dan Ninen, not Dan Nanin?
1: Ninean, yeah, yeah.
0: I think I I think I said Nanan in the No beginning. worries,
1: it happens all the time. <laughs>
0: so I apologize. No worries. Um, and is your book out?
1: it's almost out Uh, we've we've had a little bit of an interruption is because i helped a friend publish a book on van halen and that is uh, sold out because of some amazing press we have four or five hundred back orders and so we're waiting for that but i am going to get it published at the same place and there's places that you can get books published hardcover like a super quality for like $2 and 50 cents. And you, as you know, Johnny, I've been telling you, you've got to do a book because you would sell thousands or tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands with your experience and your knowledge.
0: Yeah. I need to give you, I need to give you a call. So I get my motivational speak I, because every time, time I talk I, to you, you're on my ass and I don't blame
1: you. I know. And it's again, you. you can, you can dictate it while you're waiting or traveling and then have the computer transcribe it for you.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate it. I hope everyone subscribes to this channel, likes this video, because how can you not like Dan Nainan? And <laughs> you guys have a great day.
1: Thank you so much. And of course, everyone go to Johnny Jet. And uh, I love your tips. And And one of my favorite apps that you talked about was Mapless, right? I love that. That's a fantastic app. It's awesome. And I love hearing your tips, even the one about you know, when you're going someplace and you need to take something out of your trunk, don't do it where you're going, but do it before you get there. That's a brilliant because otherwise people will see you taking stuff or putting stuff in your trunk and they'll break into your car or the one about putting your shoe in your safe. Because I've actually forgot a whole bunch of cash in my safe. Put your one shoe in your safe deposit box, your hotel safe. Um, that way you'll never forget the valuables. That's a great. Well, tip. I
0: appreciate it. Uh huh. All right, buddy. Thank Thank you. you
1: so much.